Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. Happy Thursday, folks. Happy, Happy Thursday. Thursday. Honestly, hot take Thursday, I think, is my favorite day of the week. That's not true. Take that back. A weekend over a Well, weekend? so I kind of liked it like in college, like always going out on Thursday, because you're kind of yeah, like, ah, it's okay. Friday. You're still I do, college, I will say, I do like going out on a Thursday. I like. I don't know, I have a beer right now. I'll tell you why I like going out on a Thursday. <clears throat> this is the reality of being fun and over 30. <laughs> is when I go out on a Thursday, I have a perfectly legitimate reason to make sure that I'm home at a reasonable hour. Right, and so like, yeah. I'm right. like, hey, I'm like, yeah, I'm going. But I also like feel like it's towards the end of the week, and so I also don't feel guilty about cutting out of work like you know, right at, you know, right at five, maybe five thirty or something like that. Even if I got some other stuff I could be doing. Right. Um, and so I feel like I get a good party session going, but I'm still not out too late. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm like fulfilling the social side, but like 30 plus rich is like, yo, I'm home at a reasonable time. I would concur that's with why that. Thursdays are good. Yeah. Favorite day of the week seems aggressive though, is my point. Yeah, it's aggressive. Oh, okay. Um, here's me caring about what you guys think about my fucking opinion. Why don't you tell you, us? You obviously, why? you obviously do care because you told us. Besides no. your college days, no, I don't know. I mean, there's Thursday night football. You're a married man and now. I just they kinda... can accept it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still living in the past, okay? Nick's still, Nick's still in denial. <laughs> you guys want to go to Livy's? Every time we're in public, he like pretends he doesn't know Laura. <laughs> That's great, man. That's awesome. Cool. What's your favorite favorite day of the week? I feel Saturday. like I feel like I'm a big Pretty Friday big. guy. I feel like I'm a big Friday. Yeah, guy. I would say Thursday or Friday. I love yeah, Fridays. I love Friday. Because I, I had I right into the weekend. Well, so Saturday, you always Saturday's have... third on your list, Nick. Or... Well, Saturday, you have Sunday the next day, and you're like, "Oh God, yeah. I got to start getting my life together. I got to go to the grocery store. Yeah, but I got that's laundry. why you don't like Sundays because you have Monday the next day. Saturday's a great day. Saturday's a good day. Yeah, no, it <laughs> I is. I mean, you're gonna argue against Saturday. I also or... feel like Saturday's like Saturday's like the pro athlete of the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's really like, like oh, who do you like? Oh, I like LeBron. Well, like, sorry, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing a, a different hot take. I do want to call out that there's probably a lot of our millions of listeners out there who, like, don't have, you know, the Monday through Friday schedule. That's and true. So you may you may be like, yo, fuck a Saturday. Right. But well, for, yeah. for whatever, the, whatever the day it is, hopefully you do have a day. Where you're like you have two days off and it's the first of those two days, like that's ideal. If you yeah. don't, that's that's tough. That sucks. Um, I haven't worked a weekend in a while. It's gangster. Been a few lie. months. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Kind of really great. Kind of dig this Monday through Friday shit. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. How's Christmas, boys? Xmas was pretty solid. Was up in uh, my future homestead, Biddeford, Maine. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm just yeah, I'm stealing into the joke big time. <laughs> just, just just lean into it. Um, but yeah, no, good time. Spent it with the uh, Latelier family. Got some great gifts. You know, especially like Christmas is just like way different too when you're older because like you get those things that you've either like really been looking forward to or they have like a specific utility to them. Like I have terrible gloves. 
I got two dogs right now. So sometimes my hands get a little cold. And I was like, you know what? I want a new pair. I like these like nice lightweight L.L. Bean gloves, but they're like waterproof and you don't get windy. And like I got the gloves and I was like, honestly, slam. That was dope. Rich, you wear gloves? No, not really. Nah. All right, All right dude. Main skin. I mean, I, I do if I, I do if I'm doing like outdoor work, like if I was like clearing out like a lot of snow or something like that, I'd probably pop some gloves on, but not like if I'm going out and about like socially. No, for walking the dogs, dude. Like if I'm like, oh, it's yeah, like yeah, 20 no. degrees out and I like got to take pretzel for like a no, 40 minute no, walk. No. Yeah, no glove. I'm out there. Nah, just right. out there I ain't trying to look like that. I ain't trying to look like that. Okay. I mean, I don't really know what you meant by that. Like, kidding. it's not like a look thing. It's more of just I, like I that. wear gloves when I when I take my dog for a walk. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, they're not stylish at all. I yeah. No. It's about it's about it's about staying warm. Yeah. It is. Cash is pissed because I'm not gonna warm. lie. I've been bailing on the walk a lot this week. Like, well, see, but like also like you have the backyard, so you have that avenue. Like true, I true. I do yeah, not have true. the ability to do that. Right. You can't. So like, right. dogs got to go to the bathroom. We got to go for a walk. Right. Yeah. So I get that. I get that. Hundred percent. That city life. One hundred. You live in that city life. It is that city life. Yep. Did you get what was like? What did you guys? Did you guys get any like? What would be your top present? Is it the gloves, Nate? Um, I got some new like boots. Uh, That's got right. some gloves. What else did I get? I got like so, like couple of a uh, couple of good gift cards. Um, some great like restaurants. Got a gift card to the PGA Pro Shop. So, like I said, I'm looking into buying a new putter. Um, Get a new putter. New driver, new putter. Who this? Yeah, dude, exactly. Mm. I love that. That's great, dude. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I got some as, good golf as, balls. As the number one supporter of your new driver, I think a new putter is a great next step. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> that was Ryan's idea. Wait, what was my idea? Nothing. Uh, what, are you gonna, you, you're not getting the Scotty Cameron putter? No, dude, I can't spend four hundred dollars on a player. <laughs> okay, cool, Ryan. Did you get any any dope ass gifts? Um. Well, as you know, I'm Jewish. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You are. Uh, well, well, you're you're not kidding. I, got, I did get a nice. I got a nice Yeti water bottle from my in laws. Really nice. Nice. Yeti. Be able to take it to work and not have to refill it all day because that that water at school is not. That so good. let me ask you because I actually need to order a new one. What size is it? Like how big? It's not the forty; it's thirty. It's the thirty-six. 36. Okay, yeah. and you think is it the I, thermos one? Uh, or is it the is coffee? It thermos, is I it mean. the coffee sh- coffee cup one? No, I. It has a top. It's that the, you screw the, the off. chug. The chug. Yeah, yeah you screw that's, off what the top. that's what I have. Thirty-six yeah. ounce. That's gangster. Yeah. And you guys like yeah. that size? Because I was up, I'm, I'm ordering a new one, and yeah. I keep going back and forth. That's the play. It's it's just enough. It's it's a good amount of water. Well, so I was yeah. even thinking about doing the the forty something, but then I was like, I feel like that's it's, too much. It is big. Like I don't it's love big. bringing it. I don't love bringing it off site to be honest. As is right now. Just okay, it's so big. I should probably it doesn't really fit. In, it doesn't really fit in cup holders and stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So uh, Christmas was great. Uh, did uh, Christmas at the Rougeau household in Seabrook. Uh, went there on. Christmas Eve, we did homemade pizzas, fire. Um, I was on turkey duty, and me and Carol cooked breakfast. Both were obviously fire. Carol, like, randomly made this, like, macaroni and cheese in the crock pot. That was, like, amazing. Um, 
So we did that. We did a uh, secret Santa for between everybody in the family, all of her siblings and, and whatnot. And that was actually went really well. It was a kind of like a high limit secret Santa. Um, and honestly, kind of like preferred method. Like it was, You get like one really good gift that's targeted to you instead of. Well, like, so in this particular case, it was a high, it was like a, it was like a, you know, it was a higher limit. And so most, most people got multiple gifts. You still got multiple gifts. Right. But like, it was all stuff that was on a short list of whatever. It was super easy to buy for people. And, like, it still felt like the same amount of gifts were kind of traded, to be honest, at the end of the day. And so that it was a really great idea. I had, hadn't really done one on that scale before. I've done, like, the $10, $20 ones or something like that um, with, like, people from work or whatever. But, like, folks that you're, like, trying to put some thought into it. And so that was good. Got two dope hats. Got a pair of sneaks. Nice. Uh, it was Box. awesome. And you got a PS5. So, yeah. You're not gonna... I was just about to get oh, to it. I got a shout got a shout out to Carol. My best gift was easily my PS5. Carol got me a PS5. It's lit. I've spent a lot of time playing it already, uh, which is awesome. So nice. we'll talk about that later, like during content. Uh, and the air fryer was that a gift that you gave to Carol? Or was that uh, no air fryer was Carol's secret Santa gift to her. Already used that a couple times. Not gonna lie, air fryer is it's lit. Dope. I am a little converted. I am a little converted for yeah. sure. Um, have had have done wings in there, really really good. Um, did a salmon in there, um, or tilapia? Sorry, tilapia in there. Um, wasn't as good, but still fine. Still, still like definitely something I would eat. Uh, I would just season it differently. And um, yeah, yeah I made chicken parm tonight, and I did one in the air fryer. I did some in the air fryer and some conventional, and then I had Megan blind t- taste tests for me, and I could tell which one. I could tell which one was which, but taste-wise, I was like, they're equal. You know what I mean? Like, you could taste the oil in the... Um, It it frees up a spot on the oven, or on the uh, stovetop, which is sick, and, like, obviously a little bit healthier. It's cool. Um, Really quick, wanted to talk. I think we we did a shout-out on our last episode. Um, We went on... Is it WPKZ? Correct. WPKZ... Yeah, lunchbox hour from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Lunchbox hour on the K Zone. We all went, had a great time, sat down with Noah, talked about the podcast, specifically dived into Bill Russell, our Bill Russell episode. Um, really quick, give me your one, like, give me your thoughts in a couple of sentences. Nick, go. I honestly had a blast. Um, I like was not like nervous or something like going in, but it it was like pretty cool, dude. Like they had. You know, it was a, sm- a smaller studio, but it was like they had all legit equipment and it was just cool to kind of like sit down and kind of like in retrospect, take a step back and kind of just like talk about do like a review on one of our episodes almost and kind of just talk about how we got the podcast going and whatnot. Um, yeah, cool, cool experience. Noah's a cool guy, too. Um, seemed like he knows what he's doing and um I think we had like a decent amount like I had a few people like randomly kind of just the same deal of when you hear about people listening and whatnot but people listen like I had a lot of people listen to the radio show and they were like that was pretty cool so that was dope absolutely Ryan give me your synopsis go that was fun He didn't ask me a question. He asked each of you a question after your clip. He did ask you a question. No, he did not. Yeah, he did. After my clip, he went right to Rich. Right to, <laughs> to Rich. Right to Rich after. Yeah. 
So I was very happy about that. I was waiting. I was because I I remember that because I was caught off guard. I was like, oh, are we not (laughs) staying with Garby on this? I was waiting for it. I'm like, I'm not going to talk a lot right now because I'm going to get a question. You were a little short. You kept. He was like, hey Ryan, like, what do you think? And you'd be like, no, yeah. not really. And then there was a time like well, he was okay, like, so oh, talk- what's your name? And you're like Garby. Just Garby. Well, let's call this out because I do want to talk about this. It was, it was, I think, uh, a really good experience. Like if, I don't know, if somebody else is doing a podcast, you got to ask, highly yes, recommend. Yes, absolutely you know, take great. it. The, the, like the place also, like I will say, yeah, it's an older spot. Yeah, like obviously the equipment's older and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, like he he knew what he was doing and it seemed like they had everything that they needed and there was a structure to the show and and all that stuff so there was a level of professionalism i really appreciated for sure i will say it went a little bit to focus a lot more on bill russell from a like an activism standpoint right which we we were not really expecting racial injustice as well which we were not really expecting and i would say like again if I was ever giving feedback, I would say, "Hey, have just give us a heads up on that because we could cut." We I was telling Garvey this. I was like, "I'm happy to have that conversation. I would like to be a little bit more prepared for it because if you listen to the episode, there is a good chunk of the episode that is about that, but that is not the whole episode. We do a lot to celebrate Bill Russell, the basketball player. If you listen to our podcast, you know, like." Yeah, when stuff like that pops up in the current events, we're not afraid to speak on that, but that's not really what we talk about all the time. And so it was very much weighted in that direction as opposed to like kind of representing one of our episodes. In I was very happy, Ryan, actually. I meant to tell you this at the end when you did. You were like, I just want like people listening to know that like I'll, the majority of our episodes and content is a lot lighter than this. I agree. Because I do, yeah. to your point, Rich, I do tend to think that we're trying to gear more towards like the quote unquote social aspect and we keep it very light. Um, and right, so, absolutely. yeah, which, yeah, which again, it's not like, it's not from a lack of being able to, or wanting to comment on that stuff. It's just not what it's about. Right. And so like, it just kind of takes a topic or an event to like get yeah. us there. Right. Which is, and it has a couple of times. Right. Uh, which is totally fine. And so, yeah, again, like I said, that would be my one feedback would just be like, give me heads up. And I think he like, for obvious reasons like i i'm i am a half black man so i think he like also was trying to p- push my commentary there a little bit as well and so but i i was with you garby i was kind of like oh i'm i thought my, not thought my section was done but i'm like i'm surprised that we're coming back this direction instead of kind of having you comment on the player uh player coach part because i thought that that was one of the good parts it's like he's one of the player coaches big player yeah. Co- yeah yeah when you think about it he's like the one you think about when you think player coach and so that's a part of Bill Russell's history that I wish we talked more about on the radio show. So, anyways, but good again, great experience. Not a negative, not a negative experience from our our point of view here. Really good, really good stuff. Um, had a good time. Noah crushed it, uh, and we're really appreciative that he had. Yeah, us it was on. a good time. So thank you, WPKZ and the K Zone. Um, really quick, wanted to say uh, happy birthday to Carol. She turned twenty seven yesterday. Wow. Um, and yeah it's getting old getting old old. 27 remember being 27 yeah it's getting really old so um we went to kenny bunkport yesterday for it nice Uh, we went to a restaurant the carriage house and it was all amazing so had a blast what'd you get carol um a bread maker Ooh. and a 
fancy uh, beach towel. <laughs> fancy beach towel. Yeah, fancy beach towel. It's uh, the sand cloud. You've seen it on <laughs> sand cloud. You see it. I want to point out this is why we can't post on YouTube, just so you guys know. Um, sand cloud beach towel that is on a. Uh, on Instagram. Sand I've heard of that actually. Sand is that the one that like doesn't get wet? It doesn't like absorb moisture. Um, it is the one that doesn't get wet. Well, it gets wet, but it doesn't get like anti. Yeah, isn't yeah. it anti-sand? It's anti- Well, it's easy. You can easily like shake off the sand. You know what? Bring us back on the radio. We're going to talk about that anti-sand towel. Um. <laughs> Anyways, any other intros? What are you guys drinking? Uh, Lord Hobo. Wow. Boom Look sauce. at you, big change. I'm drinking the Samuel Adams Holiday White Ale. That's actually a, gr- a good ale. It's spicy. Spicy. Uh, cool. And what are you drinking? Wait, so you're not the winner? Not the winner locker? Just a different no. It just came in a you know a sampler. What are you uh, drinking, Nick? I am drinking an IPA called Easy Peasy, and it's from that uh, brewery I previously mentioned in Quincy, um, Break Rock Brewing Company. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Guys, today's episode's about Adam Sandler, comedian from from Bedford, right, Garby? From Bedford? Uh, not Bedford. Not Bedford. Manchester? He... He lived in Manchester. If he asked him, would he say he's from Manchester? No, he wouldn't. He's a guy who associates with New Hampshire uh, and is famous. And so we decided to do an episode on him. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit on his early life with Garvey. I'm going to comment on his career as a comedian and SNL uh, writer and cast member. And Nick's going to touch a little bit on his movies. And then we're just going to talk a little bit about Adam Sandler in general. Because for us, we are all 90s babies. And like that's when he was like his... His kind of golden years were like late 90s, early 2000s when he was just like putting out banger movie after banger movie, had a fire career off of SNL and uh, yeah, was crushing life. And so excited to kick off. Garby, your early life. I'm early life. I'm going to, I did my best audience to bring you the facts to dig deep into his early life. But I'm going to tell you, he just had a good childhood. There isn't a whole lot out there about his early life because he just had a good childhood he was born in brooklyn new york uh 1966 on september 9th uh his mother was a school teacher and his father an electrical engineer both russian jews Mm. both russian jews um and he had two sisters i believe and a brother and he moved to new hampshire manchester new hampshire I think the age of six or so, um, which is where I went to high school as well. And he went to Central High School, which is my rival. Where I went to high school is Manchester West High School. Uh, so there's like three. There were there were three kind of main high schools, public high school there. Um, and so, did you like? Did you like? You guys prank each other and stuff. Oh, uh, it was just more sports. You know, we. Yeah, it was just more sports. It wasn't a lot of pranks. People pranked me like personally really, in high school. I was gonna say, I like, feel like you my friends, really get into the prank my game. friends pulled some pretty. No, dude, I've heard a lot of stories about you and your friends in high school. I feel like you were in a bad. <laughs> game. 
And I feel like, Bar- honestly, I feel like Baruti was kind of the biggest problem out of all of them. Love you, Chase. No, believe it or like, I was in a great group in high school. I was in a big group. No, I'm I'm obviously being a little facetious. I like much better than college. My college group. Great. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> who do you hang out with more? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's a bad thought. Uh, sorry, buddy. Um, so, <laughs> there was a uh, a sixty minute episode about him, but I couldn't watch it, so there's not much I can tell you there. <laughs> Paywall. So like, I don't have Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to sacrifice that money. That's Elijah's college fund. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'd be taking out of her college fund. <laughs> he's going to bet uh, he's gonna bet bucks on the Celtics tomorrow. Like, I can't spend five ninety nine on Paramount Plus. Oh, man. Um, so, anyways, he had a good childhood, and <laughs> it, it was all pretty much positive. He started his comedy he's discovered his comedy talents in high school um and at the age of 17 he actually started some improv down in boston and that's when he kind of discovered his talents um other than that there's not a whole lot on his early childhood because i just think it was a you know boring middle class good childhood for adam sandler there's no there's no crazy story here he's not coming out of the darkest steps it's not an underdog story. No, that, that, yeah, that aligns. And, like, you know, maybe on one end it might feel a little boring, but on another end it's actually just kind of good because I think, like, when you talk about Adam Sandler's, like, SNL career and career as a comedian, at least the sources that I know, which is just, like, listening to podcasts, mostly, like, Conan O'Brien or, you know, Smartless or, like, Fly on the Wall. These are all, like, podcasts that talk to comedians, and a lot of them are from SNL or come from that background and he's really just regarded as a really good guy. You know what I mean? Who I think just like kind of has a really good head on his shoulders because, you know, he comes from like a family that, you know, is a good family and, and, and uh, kind of a, a good upbringing from an early life. Not a lot of, not a lot of issues there. So uh, kind of picking up from his comedy career. Yeah. He did a lot of stand up. Well, he did stand up in New York city uh, in the eighties, late eighties. And from what I can tell, he kind of ran into SNL cast members. Kevin Nealon was, like, quoted talking about a story of, like, him going to a comedy club kind of after SNL or something like that and running into Adam Sandler. And then eventually he ends up getting SNL, meaning, like, he gets he gets hired on SNL as a writer in 1990. And then he becomes a cast member. He becomes a cast member in 91 so for snl generally if you're on snl you are either a writer or a cast member or you are both for a you know certain period of time if you're like a writer who's like doing some you know different skits here and there that's really where you want to go or you're a cast member who just happens to also be very funny so you do some of your own writing and whatnot and so he was a writer and cast member from uh 91 to 93 and then just a cast member essentially for 94 and 95 um he actually got fired from snl which i'll talk about in a little bit but he has a bunch of really really uh well-known skits um a lot of them are 
like music based and so nick you might touch on or if not whatever but like you know a lot of people know him for the hanukkah song which is like one of the more well-known songs about hanukkah it is a comedy song but it's very clever and talks about a bunch of like celebrities who are jewish and um that's like a great example of like adam sandler at his ultimate power when you're talking about the type of comedy he does which is like almost kind of like punchline comedy um that's like hidden in very like normal situations or scenarios but are things that like we a lot of us experience and then just like he hits you with something that's like really funny with it and so like a good another good example is like the lunch lady skit that he's very well known for is like essentially a rocks a rock ballad about lunch ladies with chris farley doing a performative dance the entire time um and is you know absolutely hilarious he did um the thanksgiving song on uh weekend update for an snl for those who don't know weekend updates like a really famous segment of snl um and so with kevin nealon he did the thanksgiving song which is great so a lot of his comedy is like that like a lot of his comedy is either musical comedy or is kind of flat punchline comedy um but about kind of real experiences he's having. He has a lot of really great jokes about his kids and stuff like that. And a lot of the, I think a lot of the movies, characters, voices, and you know, stuff like that, that you see later on in his career. And that what I think he's like kind of more well-known from kind of come from his SNL days and like some of the stuff that he did there, which is cool. So he's known for um, uh, Thanksgiving song, uh, Pepper Boy. Pe- the Pepper Boy skit is with Dana Carvey is so hilarious. Highly recommend everybody watches that, which is great. Gap Girls, The Dennis Show, Lunch Lady, Canteen Boy, Canteen Boy, also really hilarious. Um, he had f- one, two, three, four, five comedy albums that I could find, and then like three to four specials um, that I could find as well. Uh, from... From the SNL, he was actually fired uh, because the only thing I could really find was that NBC kind of corporate wasn't really sold on Adam Sandler. Lorne Michaels. And so if you don't know who Lorne Michaels is, he's kind of like, for lack of a better word, like one of the co-creators and kind of head of SNL. And he's kind of known as a career Kickstarter. He's somebody who's essentially like catapulted the careers of honestly dozens of comedians and comedy actors that you know from snl um people who have come on as writers uh people have come on as cast members i mean will ferrell chris rock adam sandler david spade chris farley tina Fey, amy poehler it's it's kind of nuts like when you really think about it it's it's nuts um and so lorne michaels I think was a big Chris Farley, big Adam Sandler fan and supporter, but NBC wasn't hot on them. And from what I read, it was like maybe SNL and Lorne Michaels weren't really in this kind of position to like push and save these two. So Chris Farley and Adam Sandler both got fired from SNL and immediately kind of catapult their movie careers, essentially, uh, which is kind of cool. And so again, in synopsis, Kid from New Hampshire starts out in Boston, like Darby says, doing some improv. Sorry, Brooklyn. Uh, doing some improv, doing some comedy. Um, NYC comedian gets discovered. 
Um, he actually started on a uh, M- MTV show called uh, Remote Control, MTV Remote Control, which was like this kind of like weird take on like a game show, I guess. And he like played this character called Stud Boy. I watched a little bit of it. Wouldn't recommend <laughs> it, but he started there before SNL. Um, and uh, yeah, he was on SNL and like boys with um, David Spade, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, um, obviously Chris Farley, Dana Carvey, Conan O'Brien. Um, was that when like, Will Ferrell oh, was around or was that later? So Farley, Adam Sandler get let go. Uh. And then in comes the Will Ferrell error. Uh, Will Ferrell, Tracy Morgan, and um, there's another person that I'm not thinking of that's like also like crazy famous now uh, of SNL and whatnot. And so, and that's also when, so like that's also when like Conan O'Brien ends up leaving and starts to do the late night show. Lauren Michaels, who also ran the late night show, right, uh, and whatnot. And so. Um, if you listen, if you if you want to know more about like SNL or like Adam Sandler or any of the people that I've talked about, I would highly recommend listening to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Conan O'Brien, late night host, got his start on SNL, interviews actresses, actors, and a lot of like friends and comedians. And it's a really good show if you want to like hear old stories, learn about people. Um, and then I would also say Smart Listen and Fly on the Wall is david spade and dana carvey and they only do really snl people like people who have hosted snl a bunch of times or people who have um who have been cast members or writers for snl and they just talk about like deep cut snl stuff so anyways but that's kind of adam sandler's comedic career cool are you a big snl guy I'm a big podcast guy and i listen to those podcasts i'm actually not like a big snl guy like honestly watching all the um skits uh some of them were like funny and some of them were like yeah i gotta laugh but like not a lot of it's for me i however am just like fascinated by stand-up and like just comedy from a movie perspective and a lot of these people got their start either as stand-up comedians and then they get on snl or mad tv or something like that like key and peel come from mad tv or they're like improv people like tina fey or conan o'brien and then they get to, again, they get SNL, they get something like that. And it's just a really cool journey. And then they do their time on this show where it has like literally pumped out pretty much almost every big comedy star you can think of, like touched SNL one way or another. And it's just kind of nuts. And so, yeah, really into it. Do you remember, did you ever watch Mad TV as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched a ton that. of Mad TV as a kid. Do you remember Stewart? Yeah. Let me yeah, do it. it. Yeah, I watched a ton of Mad TV when I was a kid. It was yeah, it was great. Those... See, I was much more of a Mad yeah, TV person over SNL, yeah. for sure, hundred uh, percent. Sandler gets fired from SNL, but had already had some movies cooking and kind of helps catapult his movie career, which Nick Gosling's going to talk to you about. Cool. Right after these. Oh wow! Now you're a big radio guy. Big radio guy. We don't have commercials, guys. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. Um, so one of his first uh, really kind of big movie was titled "Going Overboard." Um, it was in 1995. It was about a struggling, struggling, excuse me, young comedian um, who decides to take a job on a cruise ship as like a cruise ship comedian. Um, thought that was kind of interesting. He is in four episodes of the Cosby Show that happened in '95. Um, yep. He was also on a bunch of 
uh, ABC after school specials and he paid a, played a drug dealer. thought that was kind of funny. Um, and then he was actually in a TV movie with Jeremy Piven. It was an animated movie called Dog Police. And he voiced one of the he dogs. Did the gr- like, he did the grind. Yeah. Oh, he, like, well, that's did, what I'm like, saying. Like The back half of the 80s, he was out here. Like, crying. you don't do a movie on TV called Dog Police if you're not, like, trying. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, not. Listen, Adam, we know you're listening. Props to you, bro. You're a New Hampshire kid out here. Yeah. Crying. No, he, he was so just like, bro. you know what I mean? He wanted it. Um, so, yeah, first kind of big household name movie. I feel like was in 95, um, came out with Billy Madison. And then this just starts like a run of his like mid to late 90s into the 2000s where he is just like, right, Rich said, just like pumping out bangers. Um, So 95. Mr. Deeds. So he had Billy Madison in 95, Happy Gilmore in 96, came out with both The Wedding Singer and Waterboy in 98. Big Daddy in 99, Little Nicky in 2000, Mr. Deeds and Eight Crazy Nights in 02, Anger Management, 50 First Dates. Like, he's coming out with, like, some pretty solid movies. Um, Dude, he was, like, he, like, was comedy. Yeah. And then came out with some, I feel like that's where he kind of starts to develop the persona where, like, I feel like a lot of people kind of looked at him where they were, like, he has made such a name for himself that he's just going to start pumping out content and he knows that some of the content might not be as peak Adam Sandler as it could be, but he knows it'll sell. And so from like a business standpoint, yeah, it's going to work. Exactly. Um, comes out with like Spanglish, the youngest, longest yard click. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which honestly I kind of thought was Kind of funny. I was just going to say, <laughs> all of the movies that you just named, I'm still yeah. good with. Like, we haven't even hit the part of Adam Sandler where I'm not, like, it, everything you just named from the early, late 90s to early 2000s, and then what you, like, just did with, like, the Colbert, yeah. I'm like, I'm still, like, you Click. can't miss. Like, Click's good, ah, Click is not great, but... <laughs> Dude, Click is good. It's just because it gets real. You guys are um, It gets real. That's why. So, and then in uh, late... 2016 starts a partnership with um netflix he signs a distribution contract and so that's when he comes out with like a lot of these different netflix movies um so in total he had a total of 52 um can't speak to uncut gems i never saw it i don't know what you guys thought about that one if you did see it just because i wanted to make a commentary on some of his later movies did you watch the movie hustle that he came out with most recently so I no, I, I would really highly good. recommend that. Yeah, I heard it's Watch really that with good. Laura. It is honestly He's a he's a great That's what movie. I was like. Spanglish is dude, a good movie. Spanglish Watch is a good Hustle. Watch Hustle is like a great movie. Um yeah. just very underrated. So he's got four upcoming productions. Um You're so not invited to my bar mitzvah, Spaceman, <laughs> Murder Mystery 2, and then an untitled film. That he is also producing. Yeah, he's a like when you hear about these SNL people talk about Adam Sandler, they're like he's an absolute workhorse. Yeah, like, he I was like he's got four projects out right now. Like that's wild. Yeah, absolutely crushes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so then just kind of some some kind of things from reading that I picked up on, just kind of um, like overwhelming arcs in his uh, movies is he always has 
this like obsession or penchant for brand name foods um like there was like a big with like subway in happy gilmore there's popeye's chicken um so i guess he's always kind of like lashing on to this like brand name um a lot of his characters they all end in y he's got bobby billy nikki happy um and then a lot of his girlfriends or female counterparts in these movies have a v name thought that was kind of interesting and then don't know if you guys saw did you see the movie little nikki yeah do you know the the dog mr beefy like the english bulldog in the movie so he his um his dog like his like favorite dog of all time is the son of mr beefy from little nicky it was another english bulldog named meatball um and me that's his favorite dog meatball died in 04 oh he'll like talk about meatball like all the time he's like yo meatball was my fucking dog so wait he was the son of mr beefy and he died in 04 i guess so i think did it die young i think so yeah i think the dog died like at a younger age i didn't really like investigate just because i was kind of like you know hit a little too little too close to home i don't really like yeah (laughs) um and then i kind of just like want like this is just another like you know how when we were rating our IMBD movie or uh, Christmas movies and on IMBD yeah. and Rotten Tomatoes, like they give all these yeah. movies like these shit ratings, like worst, all right? of his movies that we would be like, those are iconic. They were like all in the low sixes, like Billy Madison, yeah. Waterboy, Big Daddy, Happy Gilmore. Like, honestly, I just want to take a stand against these companies like that's criminal. Like to say that like well I so I do think it's because though he is a great dramatic actor, right? but that doesn't mean you can't just like impugn a comedy movie because it's not no, like you're, you're right, Oscar worthy. Think, you know, like to, wait, so what do you mean low sixties on Rotten Tomatoes? Or like yeah, or like six like wasn't there wa- one that was zero? Literally, zero. Waterboy was six point one, and I'm like percent out of a hundred. A Sandler right. movie. No, the rotten the rotten tomatoes isn't it out of a hundred? Yes. Oh, so six point one out of a hundred. No, so like I'm throwing out like so like so I think I wrote down the IMBD ones, but the rotten tomatoes were like similar equations just in oh, okay. uh, uh, percentages. So like in the sixty yeah. percentile, and I'm like, Waterboy deserves more than a sixty one percent. I'm sorry, it's just not like. I I, I agree. Um. No, it, it, it it's, it's, a, it's such a dude. The, but I don't know, man. Like I, I'm not gonna say that they're high quality. Movies, well, that's what I'm not gonna pretend to you like, and be like, oh, the production level was equivalent to Avatar, like before it's time. Movie, any of the movies that you like, any of the movies that you named just then, though. I also just feel like, quite honestly, movies were held to a higher standard back then. To be honest. could be. Like, could be. I, I think like if you were at you, I think you could put any of those Adam Sandler comedies against like the average comedy that comes out today, and it's like would blow yeah. away. But that that's okay because like now you can drop a comedy on a streaming service that's for a very niche group of people, yes. and they're it's gonna play it's gonna play to what they want, and that's okay because it costs a lot more for you to make movies back then, um, and so like you yeah, know, but. 
I just feel like you know what I mean. Like you, you couldn't, you didn't have streaming back then. If you were seeing an Adam Sandler movie, you were going to the movie yeah, no, for sure to go do that. Like you know what I mean. Like that's like yeah. Um, so I guess just like final little hot takeaway. Like not even kidding. I hate to just sound like a broken record. Keep plugging it. Watch Hustle. Like I, I honestly loved that fucking movie. So check check it out. That's awesome. Is that your favorite Adam? No, movie? like I, I mean, you can't beat the classics. Like those are just the kind of movies. If you're like, oh, you know what I mean, that random Saturday that maybe you're just at home, you're doing something in the afternoon, maybe you're running around for some chores, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna throw something on in the background. You're like scrolling. You're like, oh, Waterboy's on. You're like, this bad boy's going on. Yeah. Like, so. Dude, Happy Gilmore is Happy so Gilmore good. is a great Happy fucking Gilmore movie. Is so good. Like that's that's one where I'm like, you can't tell me that's not an amazing comedy. Yeah, movie. it's amazing. Um, he signed a four movie, two hundred seventy five million dollar deal with Netflix. Yeah, in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, he re-upped in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So that must be those four uh, movies that I probably. previously mentioned. They said that Netflix said that its audience watched more than two billion hours worth of Adam Sandler movies since twenty fifteen. Do you know? You know what's funny? Um, if you're, if you're hearing, if you hear like Conan uh, and Dana Carvey talk about Adam Sandler, they'll talk about how he was just like, had so much confidence, like pretty much right off the bat. Like everybody obviously had their downtimes, but like uh, the average person, like Sandler, like was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be a star. And like Dana Carvey was like, um, Conan O'Brien tells a story about Adam Sandler being like, Oh, Rob Snyder, I'm going to put him in all of my movies. And, like, Rob Snyder's in, like, half of Adam Sandler's movies. And then, um, uh, and, like, Dana Carvey confirms that same story and is just, like, this kid's literally at SNL, like, essentially calling his shot, being like, I'm going to be a huge star that makes these crazy movies. And now he has, like, a thousand movies. Yeah. I don't know if I said 52 movies in total, which is just, like, that's pretty absurd. It's just a lot of work. I mean, that's nuts. So, anyways. Well, um, Adam, props to you, man. Appreciate it. If you ever want to come on, we're here. If you ever want... Hey, dude. Imagine... Just call. Imagine a a dual interview episode if we had Jalen and Adam Sandler on simultaneously. That would be sick. What would we talk about? What would we talk about? We wouldn't talk about basketball. Yeah, probably. Well, Adam Sandler, big basketball guy. Yeah, so talk, talking ball. Isn't he a New York? Isn't he a New York everything fan? Like, doesn't he kind of deny his New Hampshire roots? I don't think doesn't so. Didn't you York? start this off by being like, if you asked him he if he's from New Hampshire, in good in grown up. Yeah, what I was trying—that's what I was trying to say in the beginning, Nick. Is if you asked him if he's from where he's from, he'd say he's from Brooklyn. No, I don't think so, dude. That'd be interesting. We should. We should message him and be like where are you from i don't i don't think that that's a thing though like everything i've ever read about adam sandler is about him i do feel like he is he seems to rep new hampshire quite a bit for someone that would deny that they are wears a unh shirt in grown-ups oh he does yeah yeah. And I mean, he, not just in grown-ups, like, like he, he wears you and yeah he wears a unh shirt like a yeah lot. he wears it like in his everyday life so 
Is this because he went to the rival high school of yours? No. <laughs> this is no he went to Manchester dude. East. Let it go. Dude, he acts dude. like he's Let from New York. Go. Yes, he is does. this your Bo Burnham? And this is something I should have looked into more so I can have an actual fact for you. Um, I mean, yeah, you're. <laughs> Adam Sandler teaching agree. New York slang. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, instead of just Adam going Sandler's through. Adam Sandler's a Jets fan. Adam Sandler's a Jets fan. Okay. Kind of like me. You live. Oh. You live in New Hampshire. You're a Jets fan. Yeah, I know. Or not New Hampshire, New England, but you're a Jets fan. Yeah, that's not saying. What I'm saying is, if you ask him, you would say he's a New York. So I feel like what we're determined. We've said he's a big basketball guy. I wonder who he roots for in basketball. I think if you went to Adam Sandler and said, "Where are you from originally?" He'd be like New Hampshire. I don't think he would say New York. I think no, if you ask, New "Are York, you a New? Are you a New Yorker?" Sure. But, like, if you ask no, me where I'm from, what's that? The other way of what you said. If you ask him where he was from, he's from New York, but he's not a New Yorker. That's what you're saying. What? Isn't he from New Hampshire originally? No, he was born in Brooklyn and moved to New Hampshire. Uh, but I still feel like he's, like, I feel like he's, like, rep, like, like Nick says, reps and, like, advertises as a New Hampshire Really? I, th- I thought the opposite always. There's like only one wrong. person that can settle this. Yeah, I know. All right, Adam. Please come on the podcast. We can throw up a poll. We can throw You know what? We'll throw up a poll. Should Adam come on the podcast? <laughs> Adam, the people. <laughs> we get a bunch of no's. We're like, we have them lined up. We're like, ah, the people don't want to hear yet. That's great. Imagine Adam Sandler calls us. He's like, yeah, your podcast was actually like wild. <laughs> He's like, it was super <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> He was spotted at the Puritan backroom 15 days ago, which was in our uh, New England Eats episode. I mean, he probably, yeah. ask him, he probably denies it. He probably says he's, he he's like, that wasn't me. You know I, mean? I was having a pizza pie um, in Brooklyn. You guys, what are you guys, uh, you guys, you guys like watching anything good, playing anything good, reading anything good? Um. So when I had COVID a few weeks ago. Oh, I forgot. Actually, stop, yeah, stop we didn't even talk about this in the I'm intro. Glad, I'm glad that this is. I, you know what? For those who get through the whole episode, this is this is one of those conversations you do this for. Nick Goslin, who can I just can I just can I talk about it? Stop, pie. stop. Sure, sure, sure. Fair. So, the elephant in the room. Talk to the people. Just a little one on one. I one on one time. Am not immune to COVID. You have heard me say on this podcast that I am. I we know a lot of you bought the New England social COVID immunity. It was just pulling spring water bottles with a different label. <laughs> um yeah, no, I like I, I I'm not even kidding, dude. I thought that I was like truthfully immune. Um I was pretty much laughing in the face of COVID. And that was karma. That was COVID literally turning around. That was like, you know, like me being like, COVID, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. COVID's like, please stop. And I'm like, oh, 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 come on. And then COVID was like, honestly, fuck off. And so fuck this kid. got me um, pretty good. I was pretty sick for <laughs> two, three days. Um, and then kind of just like a cold after that. But wait, where was I going with this? Was it the Abella? You're just explaining yourself. You're doing what I was Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know what? I would like to apologize 
Um, I am not immune to COVID. I contracted it. I didn't think it would be possible this late. Even got my additional booster like a month ago. I know that's not supposed to help with like immunity. It's like the, the severity of the symptoms. You know what? Science. Okay. I, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. I'll admit. This is one of these things that I was irrationally upset about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one of those things that you're like, this doesn't really matter at the end of the day. The fact that Nick thinks he's immune to COVID and is wrong about that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I up until care. a few weeks ago, the facts backed me up. I shouldn't care. Like, I shouldn't care. That was the worst part. The worst part was the facts didn't back you up. There were no facts. Well, so... Your facts were, the, your facts were that I've never had symptoms when... Half the people who get COVID are asymptomatic. And so I'm like, but those you times, could have had COVID three but times. those, so like the times, there were times that I should have gotten COVID and have subsequently tested a few times and I came up negative and it happened like a good four or five times. And so I was just under the impression, all jokes aside, that I was like, I, like, I should have gotten COVID by now. Quote, quote you, I think in the future we're going to find out that there's a subset of Dude, I don't... Elite, okay, you elite, can make fun of me for that. Being, but that's like... An elite being that is not that, that, that far-fetched, dude. The it's called the human genome. Uh, they all went to St. John's Prep. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Hey, that's great. Yeah. Hey, listen, how the mighty have fallen. So, got COVID. Um... Okay, glad that you're all right. Plugged, I know I'm a little late to the party, plugged through House of the Dragon. Um, During COVID. How was your symptom? Uh, we shouldn't make too much fun. There are no, people who fine. have COVID and it gets... I was, I was pretty sick for How two, three days. I was like pretty... Like I was not really like getting out of bed or doing anything. I felt like absolute shit. Just kind of like okay. a couple of times went to the warm shower just to like feel something and sit in there. Um, right. Yeah. So you're telling me you didn't sense. even give Abella a visit once? No. Not even one visit to Abella? No. Oh. Why? I'm bored, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. Uh. Just gonna say, so I'm did House of the Dragon. Rings of Power. Team Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Awesome. No, I'm just saying, like I like House of the Dragon was good. It was very good. Yeah, but you're you're a bigger one of the Rings guy. Yeah. Um. And then currently watching the third season of jack ryan that got released right before christmas also very good not a jack ryan guy i like jack ryan i feel like i felt a little i also feel like season two is just it's like very it's like not enough homeland it's not enough 24 it's that you know what i mean like it's not i like season three better than season two I don't okay, know if it's cool. as good season as season one, but season three is pretty one, good. One was great. Yeah. One was awesome. One was awesome. Two wasn't it for me. And I was like, I was like, ah, is this just a spy thriller? And season one of a good spy thriller is always going to be great because it's a spy thriller. It's thrilling. You know what I mean? But like, this this one is very good. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Anyways, uh, Garby, watch anything good? Play anything good? Read anything good? Um, I'm actually watching Emily in Paris with my wife. How is that? Abella in Paris? Emily. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I, I wish. <laughs> uh, no, it's very cheesy. Okay. But it's entertaining. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fine. Um, and then I, fine. I bought my first audiobook today. Great. So I was awesome. listening to... I've been, che- 
Let me know how you like it. I think I need to get into audiobooks. I really want yeah. to read more, but I really don't like reading. If it's... I like it. I just feel like... Um, it's almost like reading. Like, you're reading something, and then you're into it, and then all of a sudden you've read a whole page, and, like, you have to go back because you, you aren't actually dude, reading exactly. it. Yeah. It's the same thing with an audiobook. What book? Yeah. It's a Neil deGrasse Tyson book. called. It's his new one called Starry Messenger. Great. Yeah, it's okay. good. It's not just... It's not really about astrophysics right it's about like life topics cool his perspective on things using data nice dude you're a huge data guy you're a big data guy um i've been playing god of war ragnarok it's great if you guys like god of war 2018 one of the best games of all time sequel just came out it's awesome playing on ps5 it's amazing um what are we watching we watching anything good Oh, White Lotus? You guys White Lotus people? No. White Lotus, honestly, I can't recommend it to anybody, but it was amazing. <laughs> At the same time. I don't know. I feel like I have Stockholm Syndrome from this show. I started watching it a little while ago, and it after two episodes, it wasn't it. And people kept bringing it up, bringing it up. Season two came out. Everybody went crazy for it. Carol's bringing it up. I'm like... I've seen the first couple episodes. It wasn't it. And we watched the first couple episodes together. We're like, ah, it still isn't it. And so, like, we literally watched episode three, I think, because we didn't have anything else to do. And at the end of episode three, we were like, we kind of want to see what happens in episode four. And it's like, is this, like, show Stockholm Syndrome? And we finished episode, we finished, like, the sixth episode of season one and are like, okay and everybody's like season two is even better and we're like all right so we gotta watch season two season two is better but like i can't tell you why i like this what show. is it actually about like it's, ish. It's fucking exactly garden exactly <laughs> i don't like fucking exactly both seasons have started off with you knowing that somebody dies you don't know who what their significant is but somebody dies the first episode of the first season they're rolling a body onto a plane or something like that. And one of the main characters is like in the airport and like whatever. And so, you know, and, and you think it might be foreshadowing, but you don't know what it is. It's about relationships and people. And it's just weird. And so I don't know, but it was awesome at the same time. Yeah. Was there a new, I heard there's like a lot, is it like scandalous? Jesus Christ, Ryan, you are so sexual all the time. Hey, listen, don't, don't nude shame garb. No, I heard it was like a dirty show. What the fuck are you talking about? Don't nude shame garb. It's okay if you like That's what I heard about the show. That's the only thing I've heard of. Uh, Honestly, not like, yes, but not really. Like, I mean, just as much, just as much in House of Dragons, way more in Game of Thrones. Way more in Game of Thrones. Well, I just I've heard from people that it's raunchy. Hmm. It is a little raunchy, and it's a little um, it's a little get it's got a little bit of that. Ooh, is this a little too close to reality, like Euphoria, where you're like, oh, they're like showing a side of humanity that you know is like super real, and you're like, ah, this is kind of shitty. Like it's got a little bit of that. Um, like the two um, there's two teenage girls in the um first season and like they're just like very like very classic teenage girls like and like kind of like one of them's kind of sketchy and like kind of a piece of shit about shit but they are friends but like they're kind of shitty to each other it's weird and like one of them's like real fucking shitty to her brother and so it's just i don't know 
That... White Lotus, folks, go and watch it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't recommend it. <laughs> I can't recommend it, though. Nick, all right, let's get out of here. Nick, where can they find us? Um, so you can find our Instagram at any underscore social. Twitter is at any social, too. And then my personal Instagram handle is at sun underscore of underscore Ray 24. Ryan A. Garvey. Ryan A. G-A-R. And then the A stands for Adam, as in Adam Sandler, the topic of this episode. Uh, you can find me at Kennedy1627 on the gram. I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Gosselin, Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social. Deuces. Later, Gators. Gators.